You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. Hello everyone, and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We're your hosts, Lynn Markell. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Beasley. And I need uh, everyone to uh, go drop an F in chat to pay respects for my laptop that either either might have a virus, we're not sure, or just gave up the ghost after years of Service. using it. Uh, okay, I don't know if we've talked about this extensively on uh, the podcast before, but electronics fucking hate Lewin. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I've it, lived with her. She's not, like, especially hard. She's not hard on them at all. Yeah, and it's not like I don't know. It's not like I know absolutely nothing about, like, computers or or anything or, like, how to how to take care of them or what to do or what not to do. It's not like I don't know that stuff. It's just that electronics hate Lewin. I mean, there was a time when we lived together where it felt like she had to get new headphones <laughs> every month. If if that, if that, even yeah, like it, it was, and 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 it's like like Taylor said, I'm not, I'm not especially harsh on any of my electronics. I just. I just I have this anti technology I I've seen the aura way, around me. Yeah, I've seen the way she takes care of her her electronics. And honestly, if um if I didn't already know about the anti uh the, the EMP field around her, <laughs> I would loan I would happily loan her my stuff because she treat treat treats it very well. But the problem is that she has an EMP field just, emanating out of her brain that just fucks up anything electronic that comes within a certain radius of me. So my laptop, it seems, it might be fixable, but it seems it's finally given up the ghost. And I mention this because I'm literally just like, <laughs> I was too, I was too lazy to go and be like, okay, I need to like borrow one of Taylor and Travis's, and then like, because I forgot to move my notes into the proper so anyway i'd like to to borrow one of theirs and be like okay well now i need to go log into my google account that i don't remember the password for so then i can move the thing and do this and do that so i was just like i'll just do it on my phone so i'm just i feel so like unofficial (laughs) unprofessional yeah like unprofessional because normally like you have your the laptop in front of you yeah and you're like yeah like i'm giving a presentation and i'm just sitting here like it feels like i'm just reading a stupid twitter thread off my phone so that's the that's just where i'm at today like mentally emotionally so during this uh intro i figured something out what that's the reason we have audio issues (gasps) lewin oh i just had that thought you know what you're, you're you're probably not wrong. You're you're probably not wrong. Like problem okay. solved, kind of. Except okay, we, yeah. we can't get rid of Lewin. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, CJ. I know you're listening to this. You you know, you, you could you could probably. It's, yeah. 
No. No. There are probably other people that you all, you guys. Aw. You were the first person that we wanted to do this with. And now you're stuck like that. Yeah, sorry. It's in the contract. So that's what I signed. Yeah. <laughs> Always read contracts, guys. So with the, with that <laughs> with that in mind, just the the visual of me being incredibly unprofessional looking, just sitting here scrolling on my phone. Um, today we are actually going to be talking about nightshades, and this is okay. This is kind of a suggestion, um, specifically um, this person who is axolotls underscore yeah. in <laughs> our Discord initially sent us an email, and then also. Um, bumped it again in Discord because we're we're bad at, we're, we're, bad at <laughs> we're just bad we're just bad we're just bad at things and so I looked into this and it turns out that it's very interesting so um, they suggested the Nightwalker which I started researching and then found out is actually part of a larger subset of creatures called nightshades. So okay. this episode was a suggestion from Adrian. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Slash axolotls underscore on our Discord. Okay. Join our Discord. <laughs> so the first appearance of Nightshades was in the Masara Monsters Compendium Appendix, which was published in 1994. In their initial incarnation, uh, Nightshades are powerful creatures from the negative energy plane that, as of this publication and for a little while, we'll kind of talk about this later, um, come in three varieties, and we will also discuss the we'll also discuss those three varieties in greater depth also later. the 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 structure of this episode is kind of weird um, and different from how I'd normally do it, but I think it makes sense. So anyway, these varieties, for reference, are night crawlers, night wings, and night walkers. Okay, and they are all chaotic evil in alignment. If, Makes sense. Yeah, I was about to say, if the name wasn't giving you a particular, if the name and their association with the negative energy plane wasn't giving you a particular vibe, they are all, all these varieties are chaotic evil. So, similarly to many undead, uh, nightshades are only typically found on the prime if they are summoned by an extremely powerful magic user. Most of the time, they are found on the negative energy plane. <laughs> Right. Um, all three varieties are extremely dangerous with super genius levels of intelligence, a host of deadly powers, and a desire for naught but spreading death and destruction. I love that it's described as a host of deadly powers. Right? I yeah. Same. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that was that like that was my verbiage because there is no other way that I can think to describe it. Oh, okay. Because not only do they have, like, these crazy kind of, like, fuck you powers that are shared between all varieties of nightshades, also each specific variety. Oh, has, has fuck you powers. Has fuck you powers. So. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Makes sense. Yeah. That good. just felt unprofessional to write, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And we're super professional. Super as previously mentioned. Super professional. Yeah, definitely. So all varieties of nightshades are a deep black color and have no eyes, kind of. Um, they they kind of have that, that vague, in some, in some portrayals, they um, sometimes have that vague, almost like an impression of where like an eye socket would be. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, but they kind of have that almost like, um... Like a, a little bit of a Slender Man vibe. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so sort of maybe a vague imprint of like an eye shape, but not really any fa- any distinctive facial features. And despite having no eyes, they are seemingly able to sense their surroundings magically. Okay. Uh, so this type of magical perception allows them to see invisible objects as well as use detect magic at will. So. Fuck you. Yeah, so fuck. There, there, there's one little fuck you. They have an aura of of cold, like a chill in the air that, that surrounds them. And a smell of, quote, an open grave in the wintertime. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Which is just... That's great. That's my perfume. <laughs> an open grave in the wintertime? Yep. Nightshade. The smell of nightshade. Oh, the nightshade. <laughs> it's perfect. Thanks. God. Um, they do not speak verbally, but telepathically. Um, and it says they can read and understand all magical languages, which I I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm also not one hundred percent sure what that means. Yeah, I I am in I am inclined to believe that what they mean is that they can magically understand and communicate in any language. That's what <sighs> that's what I would think. Yeah, I mean, given that they are. These, like, super genius, like, magical telepathic creatures. I'm inclined to believe that this means they can understand all languages. But it's impossible to be sure. But also it says all magical languages. So there we go. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, how, how or who they, they can communicate with is... Kind of actually irrelevant. Um, I'm pulling a direct quote from here. Quote, nightshades never speak to their victims. Any creature that is not a nightshade or a summoner is considered a victim. (laughs) So they're not going to talk to you anyway. Okay. Well, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) I just thought that was not expecting that that to... The phrasing to be metal as fuck. Yeah, no. It it is. It was just so metal. Right. So, nightshades are aggressive and attack- You don't say. (laughs) All victims they encounter, which is to say that that's just anybody. Anybody that is not another nightshade or their summoner, they just see and they're like, gotta go murder. (laughs) Same. Gotta go murder. (laughs) (laughs) Your summoner? You mean your mom? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, Travis! I think we're in trouble. Or are we nightshades too? It depends. I On? We'll never tell. <gasps> oh, that's that's bo- what I'm going with. Okay, that's spoopy. These guys are these guys are actually like pretty pretty spoopy. I gotta be honest. They sound pretty spoopy. Just wait. Um, oh boy. <laughs> nightshades, uh, we might be nightshades. Uh, nightshades tend to be more active at night. Okay, yeah, we <laughs> as, might be nightshades. As natural daylight gives them a negative four to attack rolls. Okay. That's about okay. it, though. That's literally it. That That's all that... That's all it does. It doesn't hurt them physically. It doesn't, um, it doesn't impede anything else. Just negative four to their attack okay. rolls. Okay. That's hmm. it. They threw us a little something. Um, because of their coloration and stealth abilities, of which each type of nightshade has a particular inclination, like, towards a certain, um, like, stealth strategy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Nightshades have an increased chance to surprise opponents. Oh. Good, right? Yeah, cool. great, yeah great, 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 cool great, 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 great,
Um, however, this ability can be negated by the chilling aura of a nightshade's presence that I mentioned before. That's not just flavor. Um, a nightshade noticeably chills the air within a 60-foot radius regardless of, like, any te- like any standard, like, temperature or weather conditions or anything like that. Which, come to think of it, like, can you imagine being in, like, a polar environment and then it's, like, all of a sudden <laughs> the air just gets, like... Like, how cold would that feel? Fucking, that would be like, horrible. How cold would that feel for it to noticeably chill... If it's like below freezing outside, Jesus. Um, this all this effect. So also- I know I might I might actually be one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I I'm a little I'm a little spooked. Um, so this effect also permeates solid objects and extends in all three dimensions. Um, example given, you could feel the chill from a nightshade that is standing underneath you or above you. Oh. Okay. Which. It, mm, uh. <sighs> Are yeah. also like, for example, um, like through a wall as well. Uh, it says, "quote The chill of a nightshade is something no adventurer forgets." End quote. Therefore, if a target has encountered a nightshade before, the nightshade's bonuses to surprise are voided, and instead, the chances to uh, surprise are treated as normal. Which oh. I actually take umbrage with because I feel like it should. They should maybe be disadvantaged to surprising that particular target. Because if they immediately feel that and immediately know what's going on, like, yeah, they might not be able to see it. But or or, for, or, or or to say, like... I oh, would say that the target should have, depending on their previous experience, should have a chance to, like, mm-hmm. have advantage for sure. But I wouldn't go so far as immediately have advantage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this was also advanced as Dragon Second Edition, so it kind of okay, yeah. the that that whole was, everything's kind of a bit it, yeah. It wild. was all it was all handled very differently than like how we would parse that kind of situation. <laughs> everything's kind of all or nothing. Yeah, and it kind of yeah. But anyway, like that that's a I probably would have done it different, but you know that's an aspect too. So uh, in addition to this. Uh, presence potentially like alerting someone who recognizes it then, right uh, then it doesn't exactly matter because the night chilling presence also spoils all consumable items within the 60 foot range including but not limited to food water holy water and potions i'm sorry spoiled holy water eh. mm-hmm. eh. <laughs> that seems troublesome yeah uh no saving throws are allowed against this effect it just happens. It just happens. It just happens. Fuck just, you. You're just screwed. It's Fuck like, you. Yeah, no, this is happening. You don't have any potions. Fuck you. <laughs> I uh, definitely feel a little fucked. Right? So, um, <laughs> a little bomb, though. The items are not rendered poisonous, only unusable. Oh, <laughs> that, like, great. That, like, that makes it okay. But does it not? I mean, it would be it would be super duper fuck you if you like tried to drink your health potion and it poisoned you. But that no. would be super. They're just fuck they're you. just they're just rendered like inert. Just, you know, they just don't do anything. They just don't work. It's like eh, you yeah. drink it and nothing happens. Congratulations, Yay. you drink water. <laughs> Congratulations, you drink holy water that's not holy anymore. Hydrate or dehydrate, which is somehow different. Which is somehow wait okay, but if the food and water's not poison, then what's the? I guess maybe it would just be like drinking 
water that doesn't dehydrate you or poison you, but also doesn't hydrate you. I don't know. Anyway. Hmm. I wonder what that effect would be like. What if it dehydrates you? No, 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 no. Because, oh. like, seawater dehydrates you. Right. But if you just drank water that didn't hydrate you or dehydrate you... I almost said or dehydrate you. <laughs> it doesn't uh-huh. hydrate or dehydrate you. No, you, you had it right the first time. I just wonder what... I just wonder what that would... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, would it be, like, water but less wet? I don't know. <clears throat> Any... <laughs> This is not. This is not the point. The point is that it t- it fucks up your potions and your holy water. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, that's it. So, um, the touch of a nightshade is poisonous. I had a feeling that yeah, something that something at the very least is not surprising. Um, so a victim successfully hit by a nightshade a nightshade a nightshade. A victim successfully hit by a nightshade's natural attack, which is, depending on the type of nightshade, a bite, a sting, or a fist attack, must save against poison at a negative two penalty or, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, die. Oh, well. die. Yeah, literally just die. Like, every time, every time this, this thing hits you with its stupid little body, you can die. Actually, and they're not little either, but... Yeah. That's very OP. That, yeah. That is a little bit... Um, nice yeah. shade OP, please nerf. They... They... Mm, they... They they don't. Spoiler alert. They don't... They, they don't, don't well, they, they... They they don't... Honestly, they don't nerf this thing. They balance this thing. I gotta be honest. So, in addition to this, which is already... And granted, to be fair, these things are very, like... They they have the stats to back up that this would not be the kind of creature that you would just throw in, your like encounter rant. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. it definitely doesn't sound like the kind of creature you'd want to throw at a party it. that couldn't handle it. Yeah, at all. Like I want to say that they each type from uh, crawler to walker to um, wing has a. Armor class of negative four, negative six, and negative eight, respectively. Oh, which God. is to say, good. Which is to say, very good, very, very good, and holy shit! You're not touching that. Motherfucker. You're not touching that thing. Yeah, there, there's. Remember, Thaco is wacko. Thaco is wacko. Is all in smaller. Reverse. Smaller numbers are better, or further down, negative numbers are better. So, like the, the conceivably, you would have a party that would be able to pass their save it against poison. Right. But that's still pretty, like, I don't know. You just die. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Did- Nightshade's OP, please nerf. Jesus. Um, in addition to this, Nightshade's can use a variety of spells, including but not limited to charm person, hold person, invisibility, because they don't already, they're not already sneaky enough. No. Uh, cloud kill, haste, and cause disease. <laughs> uh, they can use this spell once per round. Uh, and the nightshade spellcasting level is equal to its hit dice. Uh, if a nightshade uses a spell ability, it cannot make a melee attack that round. As if that helps that much. <laughs> right, like, that. sure, that helps somewhat? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I mean, I guess it's it's probably better to be, like, charmed than dead. I mean, yeah. Maybe. Yeah? Maybe? Um, <laughs> notably, um... They can cast Finger of Death once per day, which I read that name and it made me laugh very hard. Um, Finger of Death is a spell, if you didn't know, which I didn't, uh, is a spell that snuffs out a victim's life force on a success because them being able to kill you with their own poisonous touch isn't enough. 
Um, and on a success, this leaves them unable to be revived through conventional means. So, wish spell. Wish spell. Additionally, this causes changes in the victim's corpse that allow them to be reanimated as a special type of very powerful zombie. <sighs> yeah. 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 It was, it, and it was one of those weird things that it was like, they, they would need to be taken to like a particular type of necromantic spellcaster. And then the ritual causes or uh, costs like a thousand gold for the ritual and then 200 gold per body. It was, it was a fucking mess. My God. Um, but it was one of those like oddly specific things. And it also, it, it, it just said that they can cast finger of death. It doesn't say that they then take the body Take it to somebody and make a juju zombie out of it. That's what they're called, juju zombies. Juju zombie. That um, does not feel good to say. Yeah. No, it feels great. What are you talking about? It, it's um, bad juju, even. Yeah, that, that was the joke I was making. <clears throat> yeah. Bad juju. Yeah. Well, you stole my thunder. I'm sorry. Because it, it, it's okay. How dare you? I forgive you. But it, it didn't even mention, like, yeah, and then the nightshade takes the person and makes an army of juju zombies. They're just like, yeah, they can just cast finger of death, I guess. Sure, why not? I think the effect. They, I do think the effect was meant to be more like now they also cannot be revivified. But you know, yeah, whatever. So uh, nightshades can summon undead <laughs> once every four hours with a seventy-five percent chance of success. Uh, the undead. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, that's they- a pretty high success rate. <laughs> yeah, right. Because these things are already bad enough. Yeah, like they just need more power, though. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the undead creatures arrive in 1d10 rounds and range from... Um, arrive. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about that phrasing. Right, I know. I mean, I guess it's advantageous that they don't just... Up op- here? Oh, yeah, like open up a portal and then suddenly there's more monsters there. But it is funny that like, they, it just, they just roll up in like a clown car. <laughs> <laughs> what up? Hey. <laughs> um. So depending, on, it's one of those you roll against the table, and depending, it can either be um a handful of shadows all the way up to a hand rouge, which I don't. I, I rabbit hole. D R U J. Oh, like hand. Yeah, I'm okay. assuming it's like a floor master. It looks like a floor master or something. I don't know, but it's a basically it's a very powerful type of evil spirit. That's really what you need to know, right? Uh, nightshades can only be harmed by weapons of a plus three enchantment or better, or by spells of sixth level or higher. They are immune as most undead are. Uh, well, for some of these, some of these are more nightshade specific, but a lot of undead are immune to a lot of these in general. Uh, they are immune to all forms of of charm, hold, cold, poison, petrification, and illusion. Okay. Uh, additionally, interestingly, with no further context or explanation given, they only take half damage from dragon breath weapons, which... That's odd. E- hmm. Yeah, which I... Sure, I guess. I mean, why not? It, it didn't go on to say that they then have this giant beef with dragons or something. It was just like, yeah. They just have a giant Yeah, in case you have like a, a metallic dragon friend or something that is willing to... Nope. Less, less effective. So, uh, as mentioned prior, nightshades typically dwell on the negative energy plane, which provides them with life-sustaining energy. They feed on negative energy. Uh, apparently. Uh, they can also travel to the ethereal plane at will, but must be summoned in order to enter the prime material plane. 
some evil magic users of 16th level or higher know the spell to summon them, but it's a closely guarded secret. Of course it is. Right. I mean, yeah, why would it not be? I mean, actually, that one does make sense. I would and also want to keep that a closely guarded secret. Yeah, because I wouldn't want too oh, many yeah. of these things running around. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, only one nightshade may be summoned with a single spell, and the ritual must be performed under total cover of darkness, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because they're very spoopy. Yeah, you're summoning a spoopy, spoopy night. Demon. Yeah. Basically a shadow. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they're not demons, but you know. Yeah. Uh, they're extremely high intelligence, which this is, I'll, I'll talk about this in a second. My opinions, or not opinions, thoughts, half formed opinions. Uh, their extremely high intelligence is a combination of their own natural intelligence as well as the intelligence of their summoner. Everything hmm. their summoner knows, the nightshade has access to. Huh. That's a little terrifying. Yeah, isn't totally it? Honest. So it, if you want to, a little bit. If yeah. you want to summon a nightshade to go kill someone, they immediately know who that person is, what they look like. They have access to all of your memories of every time that you've ever seen that person. Like they know everything about that person that you do. <laughs> That's yeah, <laughs> right. Frightening. And also keep in mind that. Typically, the only people that are summoning nightshades are 16th level, higher, evil magic users. So, yeah. <laughs> they're also very powerful in their own right. So, the, the I don't I don't have like have like a like I said, it's a half formed opinion, but I just think that is an interesting choice to make that distinction because it's not as though there is an alternate stat block provided. Where you might say this is like a nightshade on the negative energy plane versus one that's functioning in the prime. And it kind of only talks about them like, okay, they've been summoned. Now they're out in the world doing evil shit. It, it doesn't... Because my mind immediately went like, if they, they're they summoned, they do their job, um, they get paid or whatever. Which is not even mentioned what their stock maybe in the summoning thing is. It doesn't mention if you need to bind them or if they require... How they feel about being summoned. How they feel about being summoned. Um, that kind of shit. So it's like, say you summon a nightshade, tell it to go assassinate somebody, and then you pay it, and then you dismiss it. Like, does it retain those memories? <laughs> like, does, does it n know where you live now? Yeah, like, that. I just want to know what the rules are. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I would personally call that once they get dismissed, they lose all the knowledge. But then to, but, I mean, and it might have just been an afterthought that it maybe would have been prudent to include a second stat, like, which, I mean, maybe not a whole other stat block, but even just a note of, like, them functioning on the negative energy plane they instead have. Oh, I don't know. Don't want to go too low. They have an intelligence and wisdom of 16 instead of 19. I don't know. Because that's... Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a long time since I've talked about the negative energy plane, but adventurers can't even really function on the negative energy plane. No, they typically, typically cannot. No. So you would never really... You would, yeah, one. that is true. Because that is true. Yeah, yeah. The, and it, it, it we'll talk a little bit about them on the negative energy plane later. But yeah, I, I do think that the spec is mostly meant to be that you would encounter them on the prime. 
I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious. Right. I mostly am just thinking about it from like a a lore perspective. Right. I, guess. I, I just because can you imagine a nightshade that's like say on the negative energy plane, like a very prolific like assassin. Just having the memories and the knowledge of all of these evil wizards that, that have summoned them over and over again. Especially if, it's, if it did not enjoy being summoned. Woo! Yeah. Can you imagine? That'd be um, bad. Yeah. So, the evil wizards. For Honestly, that'd be bad for just everyone. Just everyone involved. Eventually, it would be bad for everybody, yes. So, nightshades are solitary creatures and do not associate much with each other. Um, It's noted that nightshades are some of the only creatures that they will communicate with at all, but they're not really, you know, given that they're not victims, um, but they don't really interact with each other much, even as mates, which it didn't then (laughs) go on to expand on that anymore, so I don't know if they fuck each other. How do nightshades reproduce? I mean, considering the phrase mate was used, I will say it sounds like sexually. Well, no, no, no. Like, um, the specific phrasing was that they don't associate with each other um, as, like, a group or a pack or as mates, which leads me to believe that they've, (laughs) for lack of a better word, they've never been observed doing doing that. Aw. Yeah, they're just not very social with each other. Um, but they do have an affinity for taking undead servants, which they use in their schemes, or, you know, they summon them in battle, whatever, that kind of thing. So, um, speaking of nightshade reproduction, oh, vaguely, uh-huh. um, so some sages speculate that nightshades are born when many undead are slain, and this release of energy coalesces on the negative energy plane, forming a nightshade. That would make sense. Um, another, and... Another theory that opens a couple of very terrifying doors is um, some say just speculate that they are related to black balls, which I don't know if you have heard of them. Uh, I hadn't. They're fucking terrifying. I've heard of blue balls. (laughs) Shut up. Damn it. Listen, I was like, yeah, I think I can get through this bit without making that joke. I'm so proud of myself. And then you did it for me. Yep. Thank you. So, um... So, no, I've never heard of a black Yeah, ball. I have. Well, let me either. tell you, you would rather have blue balls than black balls. So, black balls are... This is just a quick overview. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. The abridged version. The abridged version of black balls. Um, black balls are five-foot diameter orbs, or balls, of jet black, just like fucking like Vanta black, basically, that travel around slowly in seemingly random patterns... Uh, and as they do so, they disintegrate everything they touch. Oh, what the shit? So that's terrifying enough, right? I'm, yeah. Just this yeah. black ball floating around, say, in, like, the wilderness, just, like, brushing up against a plant, and the plant just disintegrates. Just disintegrating That's everything. terrifying, right? So Stop making it worse. I can tell that you're going to make it worse. Yeah. If an intelligent creature comes within 60 feet of them, they will instead target that creature... Until all signs of intelligence in their vicinity are destroyed. And then they will continue on their seemingly random course of just floating about very slowly. Oh, goody. And I want to say their movement speed is like 15 feet per round. 
Okay, so you can, in theory, get away from them, and but also, you have to be focused on getting away from them. And also, they had kind of a special mechanic wherein basically any time it tries to enter your square, they move so slowly that you have the opportunity to make, like, a dexterity check, essentially, to avoid them. But, like, if it touches you, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, you just get disintegrated. Yeah, like, if you happen to just whiff that, <clears throat> you're fucked. That... Is horrifying. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So those things in and of themselves are, are are terrifying enough. And there's debate on whether or not they're actually alive or what they even are because they don't act near as you can tell. They do not act maliciously. Right. I mean, they kind of just remind me of like anything coming from the negative energy plane. Honestly. Yeah. And also vaguely of that film, it follows. Yeah. Except only if you come within 60 feet of them. I mean, they are kind of malicious in the fact that, you know, if they sense intelligence, they destroy that and then continue on to but What if they're just programmed that way? Like, that's not yeah. malicious. That's one one particular theory mm, about black balls, which this is, a, oh God, it's theories all the way down. It's a theory within theory. Um, one particular theory that I thought was cool for black balls is that one of their potential, like, speculated origins is that they were created by the old ones to just fuck everything up. And the specific, uh, not the specific, because I don't remember it, I don't remember it verbatim, but the way they described the old, the old ones was as being to the ancients as the ancients are <clears throat> to, like, modern people. Oh, <laughs> Which wow. is like, ooh! <laughs> so the old ones were assholes. So, the, yeah, the old ones were assholes, maybe. Got it. So, as this relates to nightshades, is the theory that uh, black balls are perhaps the larval form or an egg of a nightshade, but no definitive link has ever been proven other than, like, could be, you know? They're both- Terrifying. They're both spoopy. They are both spoopy. The negative energy plane has a lot of spoopy. Yeah. Yeah, so not really, like, special. I mean, remember, the, the vacuum, vacuum elemental exists. Right, yeah. The <laughs> so that's a, that's just a theory, though. So, um, curiously, uh, nightshades actually keep treasure with them, and they do so by swallowing it. Um, they don't care for money but are fond of gems, jewelry, what was described as art objects, and magical items which they acquire and consume as trophies from their victims. So if you could manage to kill a nightshade and cut it open... It just explodes in... Like gems and shit. So many items. Yeah. So that's mm. cool. Um, they like collecting things. That's oh, nice. Oh, that's nice. Mm. That's, that's are, nice. Are they related to dragons? Um... <gasps> Maybe that's why they're resistant to dragon breath weapons. Oh. Okay, also... Unlocked it. Figured it out. You're figuring out so much today. I'm going home. <laughs> you are home. home. I did it. Yay, Travis did it. Okay. All right, Taylor's just you and me the rest of this episode. He's, But I'm home too. Okay, so it's just me. I'm just going to sit here and just read the rest of this <laughs> with no commentary, and the episode's going to be a breezy, I don't know. Like, 15 more minutes. Okay. I don't fucking know. So, okay, before we talk about the specific types of nightshades, we're actually gonna talk more about nightshades as an overarching group of creatures. It'll right. It'll make sense later, I think. Maybe, I understand. Hopefully. So, nightshades are pretty similar uh, in their incarnation in the third edition Monster Manual, which was published in the year 2000. 
Um, it was kind of one of those things that it it felt like the lore section of their entry was was pared down quite a bit, but nothing was actually like contradicted. You know what I mean? Right. So, which if I were a DM, I would take that as an opportunity to be like, yeah, this is just still canon then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Personally. Um, but there are a few notable additions and um, alterations. So for one, <laughs> they can no longer just indiscriminately kill their targets with a single touch, which is good. That That is yeah, very good. Yeah, that's great. Um, but they are, do- like, make no mistake, they are still extremely dangerous. Um, their chill aura... Now allow which does the the rather the spoiling aspect of the chill aura now allows for a DC twenty two fortitude save, and the uh, also has a provision that the items like if if an item passes its save it cannot be affected by the chill aura again within the same day. Oh, so if you were to like leave its range and then get back in it, you don't have to save for all of your shit again. That's well, good. in that day. That day, yeah. If it finds you like a week later than you do, but <clears throat> and if it finds I mean, you. a DC 22 Thanks. is a pretty fucking high DC. Which at that point, I'm not super familiar with it. Like, does the character make that DC? Like, okay, does the character make that DC with their fortitude stats? Or do you, <laughs> did you, do you have to make your DM look up the fortitude? Of a banana? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on those rules either. <laughs> hey, Travis, what's the fortitude of a banana? Probably like one. Damn. <laughs> like a plus one or no, one? Just one. one. <laughs> so like negative, what is that like? Negative. Eight? Yeah. Some, it's some not shit good. like that. <laughs> it's not good. Well, in third edition, it's probably like a negative 16. Oh yeah. Because third edition has big numbers. Um, they have a resistance of 50 to fire, electricity, and acid, and they're completely immune to cold still. I I believe that detail about them actually pretty much persists for all of time is that they're immune to cold damage, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, and also I'm not exactly familiar with the way this is worded, but they have damage resistance of 25, um, and it's like 25 over plus three. So like 25 slash plus three. So I think... That means in order to overcome the damage resistance, you need a plus, plus three, three weapon. weapon or higher. Okay. That, I and, think. I could be very well, and that's It's been a while since we've messed with... It's been a while. Edition. It's been a long while. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm going to cut that because no one wants to listen to me sing and also I don't want us to get sued. Um, Fair. So, I mean, reg- like, regardless, that sounds correct from what I remember, but like... It's this is probably pretty good, especially since they have a resistance of fifty to fire, electricity, and acid. Yeah. Um, they maintain their chaotic evil nature, and somewhat notably for third edition, um, they are quote always chaotic evil. Huh. Which, like, I mean, it's not that 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 doesn't happen in third edition, but third edition was definitely the point where things started getting more relaxed. With yeah, like there was a lot more open to. Um, creatures and characters that had always been very restrictive in their alignments being, like, usually chaotic evil. Yeah, we're almost always. But no, it's like, no, these guys are always chaotic evil. It's in their nature. Mm-hmm. And that makes just so much sense, considering what that, they do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, they're also now stated to be from the plane of shadow as opposed to the negative energy plane. Right. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Okay. It's a slightly different yeah. spoopy zone. 
Very um, spoopy. Very too spoopy. This episode is too spoopy for me. Um, interestingly, there's for once a number, well, I say a number, a couple of notable changes between the 3.0 and 3.5 Monster Manual, oh. which was published in 2003. And this is unusual because usually it's just basically... Copy-paste. Yeah, like it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So in 3.5, the Nightshade's chill aura is replaced with a desecrating aura. Oh, God. <laughs> so desecrating aura has a, an effect similar to the desecrate spell, and it is active within a 20-foot radius of any given, I wrote Nightwalker, Nightshade. <laughs> um, all undead, mm. including the Nightshade, within this range gain a plus two bonus to their attack rolls, damage rolls, and saving throws, as well as two hit points per hit die of the creature. Charisma checks to turn undead within this range have a negative six penalty. So basically they're walking shrines of evil essentially no shit they yeah. just desecrate everything as they walk yeah basically yeah um additionally Beautiful. this is interesting um the desecrating aura neutralizes and is neutralized by uh consecrated or hollowed ground and can otherwise only be negated by a dispel evil spell so if you're going to fight it, fight it on consecrated or hollowed ground. Yeah, and it literally is, like, they literally just cancel each other out. Like, it, huh. it would just be a flat... Just nothing happens. Yeah, nothing happens. Huh. So, <laughs> there you go. That is odd. So, um, pack, pack your paladin. <laughs> pack your paladin. <laughs> pack your paladin. <laughs> or don't, because paladins fucking suck. For emergency use only. <laughs> yeah, for emergency use only. Otherwise, like, keep that thing put away. <laughs> The thing back where it came from, or so help me. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so in addition, this feels like an afterthought. They can use a few new spell-like abilities, such as Cone of Cold, Hold Monster, and, you know, Plane Shift, whatever. Just fucking <laughs> shift you from one plane to the next. Yeah. You know, it's whatever. whatever. Yeah. So now we're going to start talking about the specific varieties okay that actually exist like they, so this is where like the night crawler is night, actually yeah this is where we uh, get into the meat okay. and potatoes yes mm, i like meat and potatoes i like one of those things um meat? you like fake meat and potatoes. i like fake meat and potatoes fair potatoes yeah i don't like potatoes i like potatoes so um night crawlers we're gonna start with night crawlers oh, okay so um we're gonna go back to Advancement of the Dragons. How fast can I say that and make it sound less than... <laughs> make it sound like just one word instead of several. It's like how my sister thought that element of heat was one letter. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in their initial incarnation, Nightcrawlers are similar to purple worms in appearance, albeit being pitch black. <laughs> Um, they measure about 100 feet long and are 10 to 15 feet in diameter. So, pretty similar. So, really, the only reason they are similar is the fact that they're longer. Or they're as long, but everything else is different. No! I mean, no. they're, they're wormy in appearance. No, there's they share a lot in common with purple worms. You'll see. Okay. okay. Oh, boy. Um... So there's there's squid ink spaghetti instead of purple spaghetti. Oh, nice. nice. I like it. You won't. So I, mean, um, I might still. <laughs> so they prefer <laughs> fair. Hmm. Similarly to purple worms, they prefer to approach and move in general um, via burrowing underground. 
And an attack in this way causes a negative two to the target surprise roll. So that's kind of their their preferred method of sneaking around. Okay. But it is also notable that if a nightcrawler is underneath you, you would still feel their chill aura emanating from the ground, which is spoopy. Whoa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just touching the ground and You it's would cold. have just enough time to realize that something was wrong. amiss, yeah. Before you get fucking eaten. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about the eating in a second. Oh. Um, oh, actually, we'll talk, uh, that's a lie. We'll talk about it now. Um, in addition to the potent power of their bite, which, again, just can fucking kill you. We're back to that. Um, right, right. On a natural 19 or 20, <laughs> the nightcrawler swallows the target hole. What the shit? Yay. Similarly to purple worms. <laughs> Um, each round inside of the Nightcrawler reduces the victim's experience level by one. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It reduces their level? Yeah. It's draining you that it, so much so that it is reducing your own personal experience. Yeah. It's taking memories and abilities from you. What the fuck? Like, yeah. no, we're not going to have it, like, deduct health. It's going to take Oh, no, it, it, hurt, it, deduct, no, it deducts health, too. It also hurts you. I mean, yes, but... Um, yes, and. Yes, and. Mm-hmm. Just in case you were... The, the just ultimate in case. improv worm. <laughs> uh, this effect can be negative. Neg- neg- fuck. This negative. Fuck. Negative. <laughs> this effect is negative, you might say. <laughs> she didn't. In case she didn't know. In case you weren't aware, this is negative. This is um bad. Um, this can be negated through a few different forms of protection from evil. So, there you go. Okay. Um. Like, hey, I plan on being swallowed by a giant worm today. Let me cast protect evil. No, protect from evil. Protect protect from evil. You don't want to protect the evil. Do not protect it. This thing doesn't need you to protect it. It it has its own protection. Yeah. So. Fine. The nightcrawler, the nightcrawler also has a stinger at the end of its tail. Uh, why? Why not? <laughs> I mean, just wait. We're adding everything else. Why have a fucking stinger in there? Which causes the same instant death effect on a failed save against poison as other nightshade attacks, but enforces a negative four penalty instead of a negative two. <laughs> so this is what I picture: Gary Gygax. Right. Just Rusty. sitting here. <laughs> no, no, no. Just sitting here with, like, all of these other designers and whoever else, like, helped him with all of this. Drunk as fuck. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, what if we had a fucking stinger to the end of this goddamn thing? <laughs> just uh, made a Mongolian death worm. That does the exact same thing. But worse. But worse. Worse. Like... Everyone is going to love it. And by love it, I mean they're going to fucking hate it. Except for DMs that saw this and they were like, hey. DMs are also drunk mentally. (laughs) The DMs are, they're drunk with power. I mean, you're not wrong. I've met one a few times. Um, So (laughs) a nightcrawler can also shrink a target with a reverse version of the enlarged spell. What? Though it cannot attack in the same turn. It's just like, yeah, you're just smaller now. A natural, or, or, fuck, a reduced target can be swallowed with a natural 15 to 20. So, on top of all of this, let's make it to where it just, like, undulates its body, right? right? And then suddenly, whatever the fuck it's looking at, shrinks. Yeah. Gets 20% smaller, so now it's easier to swallow. Thank Done. you for drunk Gary Gygax. It's my new favorite recurring bit. You're welcome. Just- 
I don't know. I think I think it's just I think it's saying same after any like incredibly like self specific like specific and probably self-effacing or kind of gross like description. I think that's my favorite. (laughs) That's up there for sure. (laughs) Um, So next we're going to talk about Nightcrawlers in third edition 3.5. So as a 3.5, they are seven feet in diameter. They have shrunk just a little bit. Oh, good. Um, And they weigh about 55,000 pounds. (laughs) Jesus. They are thick boys. That is a thick motherfucker. Um, I'm sorry for any ears that I might have ruined. Um, also, interestingly, they officially have been given 60-foot tremor sense. There was no mention of them. I would assume that they were supposed to, but there was no mention of them having tremor sense. Well, no, they were drunk when they wrote it. They forgot to add the tremor sense. Oh, yeah, true. They were sober when they wrote this. Oh, um, good. And curiously, in 3.0, wherein uh, Nightshade still have the chill aura effect as opposed to the desecrating aura... The ground actually blocks the feeling of their chill aura from targets above them, which I thought was an interesting note. But anyway, um, their swallow ability has been changed to um, that. This is very similar to purple worms, actually, um, to that of a grapple check. And targets within the uh, creature's gizzard take crushing and acid damage and also suffer a negative level every round they're inside. So it's still a big fuck you. So we're still gonna, like, take your levels from you. Yeah, and also, additionally, oh. um, for each level that has been drained, the Nightcrawler gains five temporary hit points. <laughs> so it literally gets gets stronger. From, As it devours you. Yeah. Mm. Um, similarly to Purple Worms, a victim may escape the gizzard either by way of making a series of grapple checks, which this method is listed... Uh, exclusively in the 3.0 monster manual or by cutting their way out. You can do this in either edition. Um, As is also the case with purple worms, the hole left behind by the latter method is immediately sealed up by a muscular structure. Therefore, any other victim who has been ingested must cut their own way out, which (laughs) begs the question, what are they made of? That is a very good question. No because they're described as essentially just looking like purple worms made of shadow, but they have a muscular structure that, like, if you remember from the purple worm episode, is a noted to be a very unique setup. Yeah. Like, it's essentially just an independent layer of their body. So, like, what's going on here? They are shadow purple worms. Y- yes, they... That is it. They're just purple worms that are made out of shadow, but only kind of. This is complex. Complex and terrifying. So, speaking, okay, so speaking of complex and terrifying, uh, next we're going to talk about. Hi. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Next we're going to talk about um, the first Robin, Dick Grayson, Nightwing. Nightwings. That's a lie. Oh, I I was actually kind of like. Wait, this is, uh, I mean, sure, but... Yeah, they were real drunk, so now Dick Grayson is here. Um, Beautiful. So the Nightwing is uh, a creature that appears to be a giant. Their wingspan given in uh, the Mystara Compendium um, is 50 feet, so they're very large. Okay. Um, they are giant bats that appear to be made out of pure darkness. Love it. Don't say same. Don't say same. <laughs> so, like... Just bats, but darker. Even darker. A 50-foot wingspan, though? Yeah, That's they're insane. They're very large. Um, a Nightwing usually opens combat with a dive attack, which enforces a negative six penalty on surprise rolls. So their, their hiding steez is flying up against the night sky. Uh, right. And then suddenly... Boop. Yep. 
Um, so a, a caveat here is that Nightwings do not have the same lethal poison as other Nightshades. They do not immediately murder you upon well, that's, you. Oh, that's good. good, but what did they do instead? So, on a... I'm so glad you asked, Because I do not yeah, trust I, I can I can hear the, the DM <laughs> laughter in the background. <laughs> you can hear the but. Uh, but, on a successful attack, the target must save versus spell or be transformed into a giant bat. As per the polymorph other spell, the resulting creature is charmed and will unquestionably unquestioningly obey the Nightwing. And this effect lasts until dispelled. <laughs> I'm not saying an issue here. I'm really not. I, well, then you would turn around and try to murder your friend. I'm not seeing an issue. And then you okay, literally just I think live t- your life as a giant bat. Because if all your friends are dead, no one is going to think, oh, look at this giant bat. Let's use dispel magic on it. I mean, don't I, get me wrong. I'm not seeing a big issue either. I'm just, <laughs> saying. I'm, I'm just seeing a very small issue, actually. That's it. I mean, the whole, like, turning around and murdering your friends thing, yeah. Nah, it sucks sense. in the moment, but, like, you move on. And you you're a bat. <laughs> you move on and you're a really big bat. You're a fucking bat. I mean, that's what I want. Right? That's what, isn't that what we all want out of life? To be a giant bat. I have, ever since I read the Underland Chronicles. Yup, I knew that you were going to go there. <laughs> I wondered which one of us was going to break and make the reference first. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. So a Nightwing may also choose to attack, which actually I'm connecting some dots now. Uh, a Nightwing may also choose to attack a target magical item. Um, this is limited to magical shields and weapons. Uh, this attack is done at a negative four penalty, but if the attack succeeds, it drains one point of the magical bonus. Uh, ergo, a plus three sword becomes a plus two sword. These bonuses may be restored via a Dispel Evil spell, but said spell must be cast within a number of days equal to the caster's level. Which, I'm connecting dots here, because Nightshades, across the board, can only be hurt by plus three or better weapons. Yes. So if they just make all the weapons worse than that, it doesn't matter if they Uh, can't instantly kill you. Because you just can't can't hurt it. And if if you can't hurt it, it doesn't matter... How, How long, long it takes it to kill you? God damn it, Nightwing! <laughs> damn it, Dick! Can <laughs> Dick motherfucking Grayson ruin my life? Okay, again. <laughs> like mood though. And in all fairness, it's not like they are avoiding the damage altogether, unless you roll damage lower than what their damage resistance is. Oh no! I mean, in this is in um. This is in Advances Dungeons and Dragons where it specifies that they can only be hurt oh, by plus three or shit. better weapons. Right. So yeah, no, yeah. You, never mind. you literally can't hurt them. <laughs> yeah. Like once your once your casters are out of spell slots, you're fucked. You're fucked. If it's not dead, just run. Yeah. And hope that you can outrun it. You can't. Yeah. Oh. Because I assume You probably that, can't, yeah. I assume that its flying speed is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the stat block for that handy, but yeah. You would you would literally have no recourse but to run at yeah. that point. So um, I hope that they're not uh, persistence predators. Yeah, like you know we are. Yeah. So in three point and three point five, uh, night wings again do not change much. It's another one of those. The entry is just kind of pared down. Yeah. Um, but their existing abilities are tweaked somewhat. So now magic items may save against their magic drain effect. It is also specified. 
that any items that lose all of their magical bonuses, as in like their magical like damage bonuses, also lose any additional effect that they may have had, such as like flame tongue, even if it's not just like a straight damage boost. You know what I mean? Right. Um, in addition to the time structure that's associated with dispelling the evil off of the weapon. Uh, or shield or whatever. Restoring a magic item with the Dispel Evil spell now also requires a DC 29 caster check. Oh. DC 29? Yeah. Oh. I mean, to be fair, like, Nyx has had, like, a plus. Yeah, what 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 edition is this? Uh, 3.5. Yeah, yeah so. so she had, like, a plus, like, I don't know, 13 or 14. So it's feasible. I mean, okay, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, it's depending on what level, which again, if you're going up against these guys, you're not level two. What level was Nixus when, when our, our campaign ended? Like nine? Nine or ten? Yeah, or you guys are like nine or ten, something like that. So, like, I mean, it, like, it's, it's difficult, but it's feasible if you're at the type of level that you should be. When you're running afoul of a night walk, and you happen or, uh, to night put wing. skills and the right. Yeah, if you have yeah. if you have the right person with the right skills. Yeah, it, it's not fun, but it is possible. D and D. D and D. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, D and D as an adult is more like it's fun, but it's but not, it's not possible. Because <laughs> all of your friends have jobs with different schedules. Yay! So, um, real quick. Before we get into the, this was like the 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 potatoes. Um, before we get into the meat of this episode, which is the actual request, which was Nightwalkers, um, and Nightwalkers actually have not the bulk of the content, but you'll see. We're actually going to take a quick little stop for some dessert while we take an ad break. As long okay. as it's not black pudding, no. <laughs> it's a night haunt. Oh. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out our episode on nightshades. I, I, uh, I'll have to return my gardening tools. I was, um, very, dis- I was very, not disappointed, <laughs> but, um, I, I misunderstood yeah, the-, the prompt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're, you're doing a great job anyway. Thank you. You're doing good, sweetie. <laughs> Yes, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Travis, get it together. Well, I don't say amazing. You just did. Not the point. <laughs> anyway. You know who else is doing amazing, sweetie? And that's Metallic Dice Games, our affiliate partner who somehow didn't drop us after last week. Um, maybe, the, maybe the Keeping Up with the Kardashians reference will be too much for them. But for now, <laughs> you can use offer code Dungeonpedia for 10% off your entire order if you want to pick up some dice, dice accessories. Exclusive dice are only available on Metallic Dice Games. Dice and dice accessories. accessories. Gotta yep. love it all. Yep, so that's one more time. That is offer code Dungeonpedia for 10% off your entire order at MetallicDiceGames.com. Thank you once again to them. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. As much as we <laughs> joke, we do still very much appreciate right? the affiliate partnership. At this point, it's like a bit, honestly. Yeah. It's just a bit. Uh, we also have our Patreon if you would like to support us more directly. It is Dungeonpedia. Also, additionally... We are taking suggestions on our Discord for um, if you guys have any ideas for potential Patreon rewards, because 
we don't we don't really we we, we don't have any ideas ever we're, yeah we don't have, we have ran out of ideas we don't for, well we certainly don't have any good ideas ever yes about anything um speaking of that discord uh you can find the link on pinned on the top of our twitter page join our discord yeah we have it's been a lot of fun it like it's just been great to hang out and like share memes and yeah pictures of minis and pictures of our pets (laughs) yes a lot of pictures of pets um and just like hang out so yeah check out our our discord i i I know that for a brief moment the uh the the link was expired because we didn't realize that discord links expire but it's fixed now and it's pinned to the top yes Uh, that was a mistake on all of our part because i didn't think the link would expire but uh, yeah, like I said, we just didn't know that that was a thing. CJ went in and fixed it, so that link should be good for Thank you, now. CJ. Thank you, CJ. Mm, um, and again, that's on our Twitter at Dungeonpedia. Our Instagram is also at Dungeonpedia, and we're still fairly active on there. Uh, not only is CJ, our wonderful social media manager, in charge of keeping us on track, uh, we still sometimes <laughs> will go in ourselves. Yeah. We still interact with we're, our social we're still, media. We still have that password. It, it, it's CJ, just, CJ hasn't locked us out of the account yet for, yet. for our account's sake. Yet. <laughs> and if you would like to email us something more long form or just want to make sure you're getting it to somebody quickly or, you know, more businessy, I guess, you can always email us at, at our email address at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. Also, uh, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen so you can get all the lovely notifications when we have our new episodes go up. And also on top of that, if that platform happens to allow it, if you could leave us a rating and a review, that would be fantastic, especially on like the iTunes podcast thing. I still don't know what it's called. I don't know if if Apple Apple, Apple tunes. Apple tunes. Apple tunes. Pods. Yeah. Pod apples. Despite us not knowing much about it, that is one of the bigger platforms. So if I just were... type in Apple Podcasts on Google to look it up. <laughs> hey, right. there you go. Hey, I mean, it, it certainly works. Um, also, spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your other Discord servers. No. That would be nice. Unless, of course, they have a policy of, like, no other promotion yeah don't, don't, don't violate rules yeah, Come yeah on now. Don't, don't get yourself rules. don't don't and don't 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 get yourself in trouble for our for our sake yeah don't do that but if there's no policy against it why not just be like hey guys look at this and there's a place where you guys could wreak more havoc <laughs> you you know what makes me want to wreak havoc what listening to alexander nakarada and his theme song well his song that we use for our theme song which is called blacksmith because it's so awesome see it makes me just want to like sit and like quietly read personally but sure it just makes me want to go blacksmith well that's accurate (laughs) (laughs) well you know what travis you i would say that's that's probably the best review of the song because you want to go pound some metal yes (laughs) wait it makes me want to wreak havoc on the metal thank you (laughs) okay you know what we're not going to do what we did last week uh let's just go back to these uh nightshade shadows walkers stalkers haunters yeah all right, now that we're done with Dick Grayson. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Bruce Wayne said the same thing. Oh, oh shit! Oh! 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 Y'all are welcome. 
And anyway. look and look how well that worked out for Jason. So, um, <laughs> night haunts. We're gonna take a quick um, night jaunt off to the supplement <laughs> Lost Empires with Rune. I know, right? Which was published. I didn't like it either. Which was published in two thousand and five. Um, this is the only appearance I could find of night haunts. So I'll be I'll be pretty brief about this. The night haunt is essentially a smaller and weaker variant of nightshade. And when I say weaker, they're Still pretty powerful, but they're notably weaker, even I would say, than the previous uh, types that we've discussed. Um, so they look like gargoyles with leathery wings and curling horns, but their faces are completely featureless, sans the pale blank orbs of their eyes, which it, it kind of is the effect of like almost like a vague imprint of like an eye socket as opposed oh. to like an eye. You know what I mean? Um, curiously, there's not the most art for these types of creatures, like in the source books, there's not any art for nightcrawlers ever. And no, there was like one piece of, um, of art in the source books for um, Nightwing. Uh, you have to go to the comics for the other ones. <laughs> and there's been the most art of Nightwalkers, which we'll talk about a little in a bit. So um, they share most of the same traits with their larger kin, such as their aversion to daylight, um, the desecrating aura, which was what they had as of the publish the publishing of this uh, supplement, uh, their ability to summon other undead, and also kind of the more standard undead resistances. Um, but their kind of special power. Mm-hmm. Um, was that if a night haunt succeeds on a grapple check against a target, it can press its featureless face against them and drain their life force, Whoa. which gives them not one, but two negative levels. <laughs> two negative levels. What the ah, shit? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Thank you. So they're basically the fucking... <sighs> Only thing I can think of for some reason is the Wendigo from... Uh, no. No. Uh, the Harry Potter things. Oh! The Dementors! Thank yes, you, except... Yeah, basically yeah. just Dementors. They're like Dementors, and Facehuggers had a baby. Oh, God, that's, that's Oh, horrible. God, I don't like... That is horrible. I don't like that at all. Ooh, I don't like it. Um, also, the save to remove negative levels um, enforced by the Night Haunt is lower. Um, I didn't mention the DC for um, Night Wings... Was it Nightwings? No, for um, the um, Nightcrawlers. It was like a 26, I want to say. Um, the save to remove negative levels uh, enforced by the Night Haunt is only a DC 19. So, Which makes sense since they're just like a weaker... <laughs> but two! Two right. at a time. But they do two at a time. Yeah. Don't like it. <laughs> right? So um, they were more populous in the bygone era of the Imaskar slash Rauran Empire, which I... I know we've mentioned it before. I don't remember anything about it. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> um, but they are virtually unknown and never really seen by the 14th century post-El Reckoning. So okay, that's why they're kind of, they're only really in this one thing that sort of focused on, uh, you know, Lost Empires of Faerun. So yeah. Next, we're going to talk about the Nightwalkers, which I originally assumed would have been their own episode. And then I found out they're part of a larger subset of creatures. And I was like, well, fuck now I have to do all of them. Okay. I I hope you are happy. Axolotls. I think think they might be. Okay. Well, so we're going to take it back to advanced Dungeons and dragons, second edition. 
Um, so Nightwalkers are 20 foot tall, jet black colored humanoids. Uh, they tend to attack from shadowy areas, like kind of a traditional, like hiding in dark corners, um, which enforces a negative two penalty to surprise checks. So Slenderman. Yeah. They literally are like Slenderman, except instead of like that, like stark white skin, they're just all, they're just all black. They're just all. Yeah. They're wearing like one of those morph suits, you know? Oh god. And they're humanoid. Yeah. Which is strange. Yeah. They're yeah. So Nightwalkers do not use any weapons. No, why would they need to? Uh, you'll see why they don't need to. Um they prefer to instead attack with their powerful fists that even if you pass your save against poison and they don't instantly kill you, they oh, still wow. deal three D ten damage. Jesus. Which is quite a bit. Um Yeah. They can also use these powerful hands to instantly crush any weapon or non-magic or non-armor magical item, excuse me, uh, with no save or crush armor and shields that fail a save against crushing blow. Mm-hmm. If an item is held, the Nightwalker must make a check to grab it and take it. So this thing can literally just like grab and break your sword, jump you out of the shadows, break, grab your sword and, and break it like a toothpick. It. Yeah. Okay. And also, I don't then, like it. And then just kind of like, just flick, flick you, you in the forehead and then you die. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're 20 feet tall. Oh, goddamn. Uh, once, <laughs> once per round, a Nightwalker can gaze at one opponent up to 60 feet away. I don't like that. With their eyeless, featureless faces. I don't, I don't like that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, the victim must make a successful saving throw versus spell. And on a failed save, the victim is cursed, suffering a negative four penalty to all attack rolls and saving throws until a dispel evil or remove cursed spell is cast on them. Um, I don't like that. Uh, remove cur- the, um, the curse will resist the uh, dispel evil or remove curse if the spell is performed by a caster of less than 15th level. The, <laughs> the Nightwalker can use this gaze as often as it wishes Although it cannot physically attack while attempting to use this ability. Um, hey, Lewin. What? Do you like it? No. Okay. Um, a victim can be affected by the gaze only once until the curse is removed, after which it can be affected again. So basically, it can't compound this effect. That's onto one nice, target. but it can, however, curse everyone in your party before it decides to break all of your shit and then kill you. Yeah. Also, it's 20 feet tall. Also, it's 20 feet tall. I don't know why I keep bringing that up, but it is. I have a feeling it's because you hate me. So, <laughs> um, no as, comment. Nope, no comment. So, as of um, their uh, entry in 3.5, uh, Nightwalkers are described, in case you were wondering, in case this wasn't maybe implied by their whole stees, um, they're described as having no visible sex characteristics and mm-hmm. weighing around 12,000 pounds. So, they're the, apparently darkness is. Vi- I believe also I didn't mention this. Night wings I think are around forty thousand pounds. Black is slimming. Yeah, <laughs> black is slimming, but apparently very heavy. Apparently shadow is heavier than you would think it would be. I mean, shadow does technically have a weight. I don't like that. So um, night walkers can still. Crush <laughs> What's that like, Lewin? <laughs> and listen, I don't like a lot of things. So, um, Nightwalkers can crush items of large size or smaller because they are huge, technically. Okay, yeah. Um, 
given that they are I hate it, but yeah. 20 feet tall, um, including magic items with their bare hands. They must make a successful disarm check to take an item from a target. Um, and as of 3.5, the item may make a DC 34 fortitude safe to avoid being destroyed, which I gotta be honest, which, and it did specify that uh, magic items can add their, whatever their plus like magical bonuses to that. But like, I gotta be honest, I feel like, your little like sword or whatever is not passing that check. I just gotta be honest. No, no. Like I know that if you're you would need a natural this, twenty with a plus fourteen. Yeah, like the minimum bonus that you would require is a plus fourteen. That you would need your sword to somehow happen. I don't know what the D, what the fortitude bonus to a to a fucking standard sword is. I don't know. Probably uh, not a standard good. one. Probably not great. Now, a magical or sentient one is probably higher, but still. So, um, in 3.0, their evil gaze ability curses the target with a negative four penalty on attack rolls, checks, and saving throws on a failed will save, and can still be dispelled by dispel evil or remove curse. Right. Pretty similar. Um, And in 3.5, on a failed save... um, the target is the is a kind of like a change, like from the chill aura to the desecrating aura. Um, on a failed will save, the target is paralyzed for one d eight rounds, uh, regardless of a success or failure. The same target may not be affected again for twenty four hours. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, mm. So, I mean, debatably, it, it's debatable depending on the situation and the character which of those is worse. But it is kind yeah. of softened somewhat by the notion that. The same target cannot be affected by it in more than one day, regardless yeah. of what you think, which effect you think is worse. Anyway, um, so these things are, you thought these things were bad enough. Um, and this makes me crazy. Um, mentioned nowhere else but the stat block. There's not a little thing that gives context for this. It's literally just in the stat block. They can apparently fly. That's not good. So they have their, like, under their move section, they apparently have a flight speed of 20 feet, and they are, like, poor flyers, you know? Like, I think they have to go back to therapy. I mean, for <laughs> something with that weighs 12,000 pounds, I would hope their flight speed is poor. Well, and also, like, doesn't have wings? Because, like, the night, the night walkers, are, or the, fuck me, the night wings, thank you. Are the Dick Graysons. The Dick Graysons are good flyers because they're bats. Yeah. Um, but, and it's not mentioned whether or not they just kind of levitate, but apparently they have a fly speed listed, and I don't know why. The only other thing I can think of is they have a, fly, a flight speed listed just on the off chance that someone casts a fly spell on them. But doesn't fly spell have a little thing in, in see, it that says I, that fly, that you fly at the same speed as your movement speed? See, I can't recall. Because, well, and also the um, the Nightcrawler didn't have a fly speed listed because it had a burrow speed listed. So, I don't know why, but apparently these guys can fly. I mean, which sure. is awesome. Why the fuck not? Why not? They, Dude, can already- they could just like fly above you and just drop. Thanks. And they can just crush you because, you know, they weigh 12,000 pounds. Well, listen, don't don't think don't think about the, the, the semantics there. OK, so fourth edition. All right. Another speaking of things that we don't like fourth edition. Um, so yeah. the reason that heretofore I had been talking about each specific type of nightshade as they move through editions and also 
them overarching is because from here on out, Nightwalkers are the only nightshade. Nightshade. Okay. Like there's not a category of nightshades that then contains Nightwalkers. It's only Nightwalkers. It's They're just Nightwalkers. Nightwalkers all the way down. Yeah. Okay. It is Nightwalkers all the way down for 20 feet because they are 20 feet tall in case you didn't know. So, Nightwalkers appear in the 4th edition Monster Manual, which was published in 2008. They are <coughs> evil creatures um, <laughs> who, uh, which, I mean, to be fair, that... It could, they could have made them unlined. Think about that. Yeah, it's fourth and, and that does that does contain chaotic evil within its purview, right? Right, right, right Yeah, right. I think it's... Um, Lawful evil, evil, chaotic then, good, good. Yes, no. because yep. yes, yes, because it associated lawfulness with being good, and then evil, evil with, with chaos. Being, yeah. So technically, chaotic evil falls in that purview. Still hate it, whatever. But this is not this is not an instance where that really stands out that that's that was a choice. So anyway, um, and their lore is now such that. They are the shades of extremely evil and strong-willed individuals who refuse to pass on from the Shadowfell. They are now associated with the Shadowfell. Naturally. Makes sense, actually. Yeah. Um, Which uh, the Shadowfell is also where they most commonly reside. Also makes sense. Um, They can be found on the Prime in places where great evil has been wrought. Okay, uh, okay. So far, it's all very mild annoyances. Right. Um, they have the ability to transform victims into Bodax by using a ritual that only works on the Shadowfell, and the resulting Bodax are loyal to the Nightwalker, so they then just have their little Bodak army. And basically, like, I looked them up, they're essentially just powerful undead, kind of minion-y mm. type guys. Makes sense. That, I mean, it, it's not important. So it's, they keep their kind of, like, instead of, like, summon undead, they can just kind of... Ritual create them. Yes. He's a minion army. Yeah. Essentially, yes. All right. All right. Fine, fine. Um, I have an aura. Oh, shit. It's fourth edition. Of course, they everything has an aura. Yeah. Um, My goddamn big toe would have an aura. <laughs> they have an aura that inflicts cold and necrotic damage to nearby enemies, which ironically, given in the past the ability has been called chill aura, it's actually not called chill aura. In this, it's called void chill. And I literally was like, do they not have an aura? <laughs> Void chill. Void chill. I love how I mean that, that, that the the optics of that would be so good that everything in fourth edition has an aura except, except for the, the thing one thing that has been known to have an aura. Yeah. Yes, that would be on par, right? Yeah. Also, um, void chill beats to study and relax too. Um, and die too, actually. Um, they're, they're, they have finger of death, whatever. Um, only where they, they're, 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 in this one, finger of death is an ability that they have. That was a struggle. <laughs> yeah, listen, okay, um, we're, it's fourth edition, it doesn't matter. Um, so the, they have an ability called finger of death. That only works on a bloody target uh, and on a success, which they um, have a plus 21 versus victim's fortitude. Um, the target immediately drops to zero hit points, uh, regardless of any resistance that they might have to necrotic damage. Uh, their void gaze ability on a failed save um, pushes the target back four squares and also enforces a negative two penalty to all defenses until a successful save is made. Which I will say, like, that kind of the that kind of makes sense to me a little bit, the finger of death thing. 
Especially given how it interacts with their bloodied status. Yeah, I think that actually just became like the norm for... Finger of Death. Finger of Death. Okay, I wasn't sure. It was because it was listed in there like... You know mm. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I didn't necessarily think. think that it was specific to them, but it wasn't like they can cast the spell Finger of Death. It was like, here's their ability, isn't one of them is. Finger, Finger of, death of Death with these strictures. Okay, so that was the... We're there in 4th edition, I guess. Um, So, next we're going to talk about them in 5th edition. And they are actually, believe it or not, um, they walk some things back, but they are also, at the same time, substantially different, I would say, than how they have ever been portrayed as. Interesting. So, um, for one, in 5th edition, the Nightwalker's intelligence is only a 6. Huh. All of their, like, mind stats... Um, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma are under 10, which they used to have pretty good, like, either very, very good or, like, at least pretty good, like, charisma. So, um, their intelligence is only a six, and they do not speak or understand any languages. Um, they are once again chaotic evil, uh, beings that are associated with the negative plane, albeit in a different way than before. Okay. So, as we briefly discussed earlier... The negative plane is a very bad and inhospitable place for people that are not native to it. Correct. So the negative plane can be accessed from the shadow fell in an area where the barrier between the two is thin, similarly to how one can access the shadow fell from the prime. Right. But, um, and usually if someone pops into the uh, negative energy plane, they just fucking die because it literally drains oh, it, it, it literally drains vacuum yeah right. it literally drains life energy so um if one does survive entering the negative plane which very few do um they find themselves unable to leave as easily as they came i'm not surprised in addition for every creature who enters the negative plane a night walker is released to take their place <gasps> What? Mm-hmm. In order for the trapped creature to be released, their Nightwalker must be lured back to the negative plane with promises of life force for them to devour. If the Nightwalker is killed, their counterpart creature is forever trapped within the negative plane. What the fuck? Yeah. So you just, you cross that barrier and a Nightwalker is born. And you can't go back unless that Nightwalker comes back. Comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's very Okay, different. I was I was like not, not expecting not, that me either when well, I read that. I was kind of like cautious cuz like you mentioned that they were doing something different, but I really like that. Mhm. That's certainly something. I I mean, no, I really like it too. That's so well, bizarre. Just, just just wait. A nightwalker on the prime is attracted to elements important to the creature responsible for its creation, so one can ascertain some things about the individuals trapped within the negative plane based on how their Nightwalkers behave. (gasps) However, the Nightwalker exists only to sow destruction and consume life force and makes no attempt to engage with these things or places or anything. It's just attracted to it. It's just attracted to it for some... Well, I mean, the the way you would put it would be for some reason. It's because they're essentially just a shadow of a person who's trapped on the negative plane. Nightwalkers require no food, water, or sleep to survive and seemingly don't even need to consume life force. They just they just kind of do. 
I mean, since they're creatures of the very plane that consumes life force, I guess. Yeah, but it, 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 it doesn't. It, it, it wasn't. Just, it's not necessary. Yeah, it's just there was no. Which it might it be that it is meant to be, but there was no specific mention of it being necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't like. It's not like you can starve it to death. Yeah, it's not like it needs to eat like three souls every day, or else it's gonna, you know, die. So, um, they have some interesting. <laughs> abilities also oh um so for one um they have an an aura again okay it's actually for them, called for them i i, I right don't... and it's actually well it's actually called an aura okay. it's called annihilating aura oh any creature that starts this turn within 30 feet of the night walker must succeed on a dc 21 constitution save or take 14 or blah, blah, blah. Or take 46 necrotic damage and grant the Nightwalker advantage on attack rolls against it until the start of the creature's next turn. Undead are immune to this aura. I feel like we should specify that was 4d6, not 46. Yes. Right. <laughs> just because of how quickly it was said. Just yes. wanted to. Yeah. It is at max 24. <laughs> yeah. And they also have an ability called Enervating Focus, which is an attack that deals necrotic damage. And the target must succeed on a DC 21 constitution save, or its hit point maximum is reduced by an amount equal to the necrotic damage taken. Oh my god. (laughs) This reduction lasts until the creature finishes, uh, pardon, this reduction lasts until the target finishes a long rest. And also, that is a um, 5d8 plus 6. So that can potentially be a good chunk of your HP. 46. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Travis, you did a math. I'm I did so do a math. I'm so proud of you. Also, finally, um, it has been um, upgraded, shall we say? Instead of Finger of Death, they have Finger of Doom. Oh. Yes. Finger of Doom. <laughs> the Nightwalker points out one creature it can see within 300 feet of it. The target must succeed on a DC 21 wisdom save or take 4d12. Four, which is not 4T12, <laughs> a.k.a. 4012. That is 4D12 necrotic damage and become frightened until the end of the Nightwalker's next turn. When frightened in this way, the creature is also paralyzed. Jesus. Um, if the target is successful in their saving throw, they cannot be affected by uh, Finger of Doom for another 24 hours. Oh, well, that's good at least. Right. I mean, I went on... I guess it says not affected. My thought process, personally, if I were a DM with one of these things, would be, for one, that I hate my friends. And also, like, that maybe you could still take damage from it, but you couldn't become frightened. Maybe? Um, because what is the damage? Uh, 4012. No, what type of damage? Oh, necrotic. Hmm, yeah, maybe, because if it were psychic, I would say absolutely not. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But I don't know, maybe. I mean, not that it's not, not that the other abilities that it has aren't fucking bad enough, because I honestly, I think it can attack twice per round, too. I don't know. Yeah, it's, um, it's certainly different. And also, this is a CR 20, by the way. I was just looking at that, like, yep, that would be, mm-hmm. that would explain that. that. Would Which right. is interesting, because I, my, my, when I was looking at the stat block, my eyes immediately went to its armor class, which if I remember correctly, was only a 14. And I was like, oh, so they, like, nerfed it. And then I looked no. and saw every, the, everything else. And I was like, oh, not quite, not quite, they not quite. They nerfed their um, armor. That's about it. Yeah, which, I mean, 
Just because something has a low AC doesn't mean it's not dangerous. Correct. So, yeah, that's Night that's Nightwalkers. Yay! Yay! That is frightening. Right? And I will say, I was immediately skeptical whenever I started reading uh, about them in 5th edition, specifically because their intelligence got nerfed so bad. Because normally, I, I don't like when that happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> normally, it kind of... Well, n- normally, whenever they do that, take that away, it makes the creature less interesting. But it didn't in this case. It's no. Just, it's just very... Honestly, both the idea of them being these, like, hyper-intelligent creatures that just, that, like, scheme to, to sow chaos, and also these, like, shadows of people that are, are essentially, like, just trapped in this, like, empty vacuum of hell that just, like, indiscriminately wander around sowing chaos. Like, those are both equally frightening, in my opinion. Yeah, they are. They, yeah. Honestly. Also, um, just out of curiosity, I went and uh, put the Nightwalker into the Encounter Builder for D&D Beyond, and in order to make it just a difficulty level of hard for a single Nightwalker, it required five level 15 characters. Oofa doofa. And that's hard. And that's hard. That's not like a moderate. No. No, that means that it is going to be very difficult and there's a high possibility for someone to die. Yeah. It, it's terrifying. And I want the mini a little bit, but it's terrifying. Yeah. Also, yeah, the, the, the I, I really, I really love the fifth edition art of the Nightwalker. I, yeah, like, good. I Googled that too. and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do an episode about this thing. Because usually, I usually honestly, um, this isn't this is a take here. I usually find that like the fourth edition art is often my favorite because fourth edition has some very nice art, especially for dragons. Yeah, but like Fair. I really love the way they look in in fifth edition. I feel like that art of them just like captures like the 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 energy that they give off. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know because exactly in in fourth edition they were like. Too buff. They were like too buff, and like their their like body features were too um, like defined. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, the art for them in fifth edition is very good. So um, that took longer than I thought it would. That's <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm I'm sorry about that. Uh, I hope that the person who suggested this, Adrian slash uh, Axolotls underscore, uh, enjoyed it, even if it was a little long. <laughs> I'm sure that they're not upset <laughs> by a long yeah. episode. Thank you for the suggestion. Also, yeah, I realized cool. that uh, you mentioned that one of the villains in the D&D show Dimension 20 is like a Nightwalker. Um, and that I didn't get to the anything about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I have seen a little bit of uh, various Dimension 20 arcs and... Um, they're very good, and I highly suggest you watch it. Yeah, I <clears throat> I really think we need to watch more uh, Dimension 20 stuff. Yeah. Yes, CJ, I know. You're happy. Hi, CJ. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Join our Discord. 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 And, I mean, that's where the suggestion came from, kind of, again. And also, you know, uh, email, too. But, but yeah. Which, if you also have a suggestion for 
a episode and you're not on our Discord, you can still email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. Or tweet at us. Or um, tweet at us. Yeah. And as always, thank you for spreading the word to your friends and family and... Your night walkers. Uh, well, maybe not them. I mean, I mean, they might be happy to be in the spotlight. Yeah, they might be. I mean, they might be listening from that dark corner of your room. Okay, I'm going to bed. Yeah, they um, might be under your bed, too. I'm never sleeping again. <laughs> well, with that, we have to go get some insomnia medicine for uh, Taylor. So thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And we'll uh, just catch you right here next week on uh, Dungeonpedia. He sees you when you're sleeping. Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> 20 foot tall skinny Santa Claus. It's terrifying. I don't like it.